Hey, in this week's show, we take a deep dive into a subject that isn't talked about often, but should be. It is about your psyche's impact on your abilities to build wealth as an entrepreneur or investor. Fortunately, I got to work with a rather lovely business owner who was willing to be open about some of the belief systems and behavioral patterns that he's inherited from his childhood and how they impact him negatively as an entrepreneur today. None of us escape our childhoods and our childhoods set us up for success as entrepreneurs, but fairly often undermine us as entrepreneurs. I really enjoyed this week's show. I enjoyed doing the interview. And I just think there needs to be far more discussion about this type of thing because, you know, you can have the best strategies in the world. You can have the best technical abilities in the world. But if this thing, your psyche, isn't working effectively, if the belief systems that are undermining haven't been cleaned up and transformed and upgraded, nothing changes. See you on the inside. Hi, and welcome, Donald, to the show. I'm really looking forward to working with you today. Whereabouts are you based? I'm in Arizona, United States. Ah, how's the uh, temperature there at the moment? Yeah. must be lovely and warm. Uh, lovely, 113 degrees Fahrenheit today. I've always had an interest in that state. I, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the States, Donald, and I just find it such an interesting place. Like every state so different. It's just got such a diversity of geography. That's right, yeah. What, just quickly, uh, off topic, but what do you love about Arizona? Well, I am in the desert, which is what most people think of for Arizona, but we do have diversity. We've got a couple of ski slopes up north and, you know, it's obviously some beautiful geologic things. We've got the Grand Canyon, we've got mountains and uh, just a lot of variety. Uh, are you a skier? Uh, no, I'm not, but I do like to head up to cooler weather. Aha. What, what, what took you there in the first place? Was it a lifestyle or... or? Well, a boring answer, but I, I was raised here, so it just feels like home. Aha, great, good. Okay, and uh, just before we get into today, I think you are involved in a very modern area of business development. You're involved in something that, you know, sort of, sort of didn't happen 20 years ago, did it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's a very quickly evolving field. Yeah, can you, you explain a little bit about what you, you do, what your business does? Yeah, absolutely. I, I focus on business and especially marketing automation. So what used to have, it would require the business owner or employees to manually uh, make multiple touches with a, a prospect before they could close the sale. Now we're trying to transform as much of, as, uh, as much of that process as possible through automate, automated methods, whether that be texting or email or uh, any kind of automated follow-up. I just think it's so vitally important, and uh, I plan to talk to you. I've already told you that because, <laughs> you know, one of the things I've really observed is that, especially over the last year and a half, email deliver 
deliverability has dropped to an all-time low um, across the board and for right. several reasons. And uh, we're, we're now really taking action on that and exploring how we use SMS and, and bots and Messenger as well to ensure communications reach prospects right. and clients. And that's what you're, you'd be doing a fair bit of that kind of work, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's that's right, and uh, and you're correct. Email is not what it used to be. I still think there's a place for it, and you shouldn't abandon it. But there are a lot of other opportunities out there that we should take advantage of. Yeah, and, and Donald, how did you get into this? Like, what was what what was your sort of driving passion or, or interest that got you into this as business? Well, I used to work corporate America, big business, and I saw how inefficiently things could run, and it used to drive me crazy. So uh, I've always had an eye on that. And when I branched out, started doing my own thing, I wanted to help businesses be more efficient, and a big part of that is helping helping them automate. Yeah, right. So, Donald, would it be true to say that you have a bit of a perfectionist streak in you? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that's true. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that with that work as well, and and just uh, uh, watching uh, operational inefficiencies, and just when you said that it drove you a bit nuts, um, you've got to have a perfectionist streak to be a bit like that, right? Yeah. Okay, so then you left corporate America, you set up your own business, and you're now wanting to take that to another level, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, great. Okay, so a, a, a big bit of what we're going to be doing today is working on uh, patterns. And just before we get into that, as I told you uh, pre this conversation, Donald, I, I said that I've just been working this morning on some content about people pleasing business owners, which we'll probably talk about. And as I was sort of preparing this content, I was, I was thinking about the moral of, of what I was doing. And I, I think to myself again, when business, normal business coaches and investing coaches, or we've worked a lot with investors over time, Donald, but they don't understand human behavior. So for the mm -hmm. most part, business coaches and investing coaches just don't understand human behavior. And because they don't understand human behavior, not deeply and not profoundly, um, and they're not skilled at, at, at sort of helping a person change how they are, they really can't get the results that they could for their clients if they did have skills in those areas. Because a person's patterns, the behavioral patterns and the, and the belief systems that they bring to, to business dictate outcomes as much as strategies and, and the tactics that we use on a daily basis as business people or as investors. Um, and and so that's why we always talk about self-mastery. So for my, me, myself, I'm always observing how I operate as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. What is it in the way that I think? What is it in the way that I behave? What is it in what I believe that's undermining me from going to the next level. And, and that's just as important to me, doing that inner work is just as important to me 
as working on improving my marketing or my product offerings or my getting my pricing right. Oh, I just, absolutely. I would say even more important than uh, any of I agree. Great. So we're going to concentrate on that today, Donald. Now, again, you know, I, I claim this constantly. I have a bit of a sixth sense uh, around people and what's going on for them. So I'm just going to dive straight on in and I can sense the absence of the killer in you. So we're going to talk about the killer. <laughs> Donald, this can be two texts. But I just want everyone to understand that's listening and watching this, what I mean by the killer. Um, mm -hmm. I'll probably use a couple of metaphoric approaches here. So, you know, in the old days, the hunter would go out hunting. And, you know, just think about prehistoric times, you know. The hunter would go out hunting and they'd be stalking the, the beast and of course they wanted the biggest beast because the biggest beast meant that the, the family or the, or, or the small tribe could survive. So they really hunted down and there would be a whole lot of emotional energy in hunting and bringing the beast down. And we call that the killer, like you're going in for the kill. Mm -hmm. uh, so personally for me, I, I can sense oftentimes my killer is really strong. At other times, my killer isn't as strong. And, and I usually know why. As I said before, I always look inside. Well, what, what am I thinking, feeling and believing? With you, I feel that the killer is not fully there. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I think we could have some room for improvement there for sure. Yeah, Okay. So when you have been in your killer, uh, for want of a better word, <laughs> especially in this day and age, uh, for want of a better word, when you have been in your killer, that hunter-killer aspect of you, and it, it's working effectively, how do you feel? Uh, on top of the world, like nothing can hold me back. Great. Yeah, that's right. And... And once you feel like you're on top of the world, nothing can hold you back, what happens then? Everything just kind of clicks. Uh, yeah. my, my knowledge and, and skills that uh, I have just sort of flow through me. Ah, that's really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. Notice how much action you take when you're in that place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just... This is just as much for the, the viewers and listeners as you, Donald, but it's what happens in, our, uh, in the brain. When your hunter and killer is optimized, um, and, and this specifically works for you, by the way, we're going to get into a pattern that you, you display. Um, the, in that, when they're optimized, your brain is working at its best. So there's the left and right hemispheres uh, talking to each other. More parts of your brain are lit up. You're getting information quickly. You will notice that you move quite differently and think quite differently. You'd be in that optimal, what they call that flow state zone. Make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, what I've already worked out is that 
if you're not feeling good about self, now this can be unconscious, meaning it's outside of conscious awareness. If you're not feeling good about self, your killer hunter disappears. Can you see that? Yeah. 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 And when you're not feeling good about self and excuse me, Donald, for going straight there, but this pattern is there and, and let's go do some work with it. And anyway, you know, I'm going to tell you, people hide things. Like we're, we're all human beings and, and, you know, people in the business world don't talk about these things that often, but we need to. Okay, sure. We need to. I've, I've experienced this as well. And so many people watching this and, and listening to this would have experienced what we're about to, to go into. Okay. So, um, Donald, when you're not feeling that good, your, your view of self is low. Your sense of who you are is diminished. Does that make sense to you, Donald? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going to quickly tell you there's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy um, playing out, and it works in this way. On the unconscious level, even though you will be have a, a, some aspects of awareness about this part of you, this this part of you doesn't feel good about self. Now, this part of you has probably existed for many, many years. And just for everyone listening or watching this, our personality is made up of parts. The... the and the more inner work that you do, the more work you do on self-mastery as an entrepreneur or as an investor, the more you realize that these different parts are making choices on your behalf. Now, until you do a certain form of inner work, you just think of your personality as a sort of one homogenous thing. But it's not. You, as I said, in, in learning to self-observe, you can start to break your personality up. So just case in point for me, I have a very aggressive part of my personality and that part, you know, I played rugby for years. This part really enjoyed tackling, enjoyed violence. Um, it, it enjoyed ruggedness, ruggedness of, of physical endeavour and contact in rugby. And as a younger a youngster, I grew up in an area where you had to fight and this part of me liked fighting. I also have another part of me that is really gentle and it, it doesn't like violence. It doesn't like anything other than being able to love and connect with other people. Now, both those parts of me have roles in different um, areas of my life. So the aggression, as I said, could be lived out playing rugby and the gentle part of me gets lived out with my family where it just expresses lots of kindness and love to all my family members. It would be a sabotage if I brought my, my aggressiveness into my family or my gentle part onto the rugby field. Right? You can see that would work, right, Donald? Yeah, okay. So, Donald, can you see that you, your personality is made up of parts? Can you see Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, great. Because some people don't. If someone doesn't, what I usually use is I use a sort of a, a, a tool because everyone understands this. I say, have you ever had 
a part of you that sort of wants to do this, but another part of you wants to do the other thing, and everyone sort of relates to that, and they could go, yes, okay. Oh, yeah. So this, this part of you, so the, the, the part that I want to go to is when this part's dominant in your psyche, you'll feel demotivated and flat. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. 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 And you'll feel alone too. There's, a, there's an aloneness in this. It, it, it's, it's like if I could put a visual to it, it's like this little kid. He's walking along a, a, a road on his own with his head down, kicking a stone, you know, like sort of sad, uh, feeling unloved, feeling, um, yeah, alone and not supported. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. So can you see? Uh, how long have you known about that part of your donk? Well, if I'm being honest, uh, it's it's been a very present part of my life for a long time. We're talking many years now, and, and I feel like I can barely remember when I was more of that you know, warrior version of myself. Yeah, great. That, that's what I would have... I'd, a lot of these things come from our childhood, so that part would have been in you for a really long time. When I, I want to go to the aloneness for a bit, so in this, the self-definition of that part feels unloved, right? Makes sense? It feels unloved. Right. Yeah. Can you see that? That part alone just feels unloved. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. And in certain environments, like if we're back in the corporate environment, you might escape a bit more of having to feel that, by the way, but as an entrepreneur, it can be quite lonely. And in the, the, the trials and struggles of building a business, and everyone has those. Yeah, this, you're this, absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm sort of getting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and what's interesting about this part, I just, I'm, might as well, I'm right here right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't normally do this. I'll do this if I'm working with a client, but here we go. So <laughs> so this part, one of the challenges for you is once this part gets kicked off, it, it puts you into hermit mode. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll even pull back more. That's really interesting. So the thing it wants is to feel loved, to feel connected. But when it's kicked off and feeling unloved and alone, it... it Retreats. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay, so it retreats. Yeah, totally. No wonder it pulls you out of your warrior. So, Donald, this part, it, I can see why it takes you right out of warrior because it wants you to sort of hibernate and be on your own and it pulls you out of life. Another way of saying this is that it, 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 like, it would love to hang out in nature in, in the desert, this part. <laughs> yeah. Right? It, 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 it feels a sense of 
peace when you can avoid the full-onness of life when this part's really triggered. Right. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it, re- it retreats. It moves out of being the warrior. It moves out of the hunter. And it, it, it sort of goes into, well, what's the point? This, this part has a feeling about it like, well, what's the point? Uh, uh, I'd just rather stay over here on my own, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there yeah. is an element of that. Yeah. Right. Um, as a child, did you like being on your own a lot? Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. We grew up in a kind of remote area, and I found plenty of things to do to satisfy myself. I didn't need to be entertained by a lot of people. Yeah, I, that's what I get. Do, do you feel that you have a spiritual life? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a part of me, but I've I haven't been uh, giving that the attention that I feel it deserves. Do do you feel that when you're in nature, you connect with nature strongly? Yeah, I do. I, I can tell when I haven't been, uh, you know, get away from everything and get out in nature. Uh, my my body, my soul, whatever can feel it, and it, it needs it. Yeah. That, that, that's part of what got set up in, in, ch- in childhood, that being on, the, on your own and this sense of not needing anything or anyone. Like if, if, if I just tap into this part, it's really able to self-sustain. It doesn't need a lot. It doesn't need people. True. Right. So this is, you can see I'm sort of, you can probably tell I'm really just staying on this because it's really important to understand this part more. You'll see why, and you just see the impact it has with business soon. Right. So because of this part, it would be really easy to just not take action because this part doesn't need lots. Right, so it's like my comfort zone, um, and I just yeah. kind of get stuck there. It's like your comfort zone; it just gets stuck there. And this part on its own, it's like, well, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with this as it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's not all of you, but this will set up a conflict in your psyche because other parts of you. So we're actually going to start to work with this now. So let's go to another part of you. And we probably need to do this just to set up the juxtaposition and the conflict within the psyche. Mm-hmm. Now, by the way, that, that young part, and I know this, it's, it's, it's got a connection with nature. It's like this is, um, you know, it's almost like the, the old stories of the saints that would go up into the woods or meditate in a cave. It's just that this part doesn't need much. It's just happy with a simple life. Right, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can probably really get that. Now, there's an, the, the other part of you, now, when you when you work on a, a project, because I can't connect to your real ambitious part yet, we're going to go and see if we can see that. But when you're working on a, a project, I can tell that your analytical mind gets really pulled into the project. So if you're working with a client, you're going to be there 100% really working to get 
perfection for the client, right? Right. Yeah, I like to go deep and, and really understand and uh, come up with the best solution. Great. Now, you're just, you're just displaying what I'm talking about. So you, you have what we call uh, an expert profile, and it comes back into that what I said before about your perfectionist. So the expert profile, this is, this is interesting because the expert profile is it wants to do the best job and your research, you're going to do the necessary learning to ensure that you are always like on the edge of, you know what I mean, your, 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 your skill sets at the, at the leading edge. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you, where do you get your inherent validation from that expert part? Like, what is it that that what is it that that gives you? Well, there are two components. I get a lot of personal satisfaction just from seeing seeing the improvement in a process or just seeing something done well. But I definitely get a charge out of um, a compliment or or the the way that a customer might be extremely satisfied with the outcome. I, I really really like working with you that's exactly right um i knew that i wanted to get you're very aware of that that's correct so in doing the perfect job that comes back into that expert part of you that we talked about before uh, but also you get validated through doing a really really good job oh yeah and that helps you feel good now this is interesting because this is still playing into something that I haven't fully communicated yet, but we're really going to start to look at. Within those two parts that we've just inspected, again, there's not a sense of wanting a lot for self. This is really important. Can you see that? So far, of those two parts, there's not a lot of wanting for self. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, we'll get, we'll work with that a little bit more. When you do the perfect job, the perfect job, you get the intrinsic reward of doing the perfect job and you get the intrinsic reward of people liking the job you've done. Okay? Yeah. Right. At this point, I'm not feeling the part of you that's going, you know what, I, I want to make $30 billion. <laughs> I'm, joking, I'm joking, but you get where I'm going. I don't feel that yet, right? Right. Yeah. Now, do you have a part like that? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, in in the sense that I want to have a comfortable life and uh, and money can remove a lot of obstacles, that's great. But I don't feel like it's my primary reason for working uh, it's just not a big motivator for me. I know. That's where I wanted to go. So it's not a big motivator for you. Mm-hmm. What would be? Now, this is, this is going to be really interesting. I'm going to have some fun with this as well in the sense of I enjoy doing what I do and we're going to be able, I'm going to be able to flex some of my skills here. What is meaningful enough for you to have a bigger vision? Uh, feeling like I'm making an impact, not just on a small one at a time customer sort of way, but you know, really spreading that impact on a in a bigger reach. 
Great. Okay. So when you talk about impact on a bigger reach, what kind of impact do you want to have? You know, it's hard for me to say. I, I just feel like I want to have purpose and value and, you know, not, not just move from one customer to the next. And, and I'm honestly trying to find what that means for me, uh, where I fit in, in the, the bigger picture in the world and you know, what, what's the value in the universe. Beautiful. You and I are going to do some work. That's great. Okay. So um, before we go to where I want to go, I'm just going to name something. We'll just be really quick with this. I don't want to go into this deeply at this point in time, um, but something for you to think about. So really that child self that we sort of talked about before, that's kicking the stone as walks on the road, head down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, this part of you has had a really strong impact on your psyche uh, and it, it, it's come from your experiences growing up. But of itself, this part doesn't feel that worthy. Okay, really important. doesn't feel that worthy. It, it doesn't look at itself and think, well, I'm just incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm amazing. Okay. Yeah. Now, I get that? I do, yeah. Yeah. This, this part devalues you constantly. And this is, this is a big part of what's setting this pattern up. So it devalues you. It, it, it doesn't see your worth. It doesn't see your specialness. Now, typically this will arise in a person when, you know, they can have certain experiences in childhood. And I don't, we don't need to get into this fully, but just start to set this up. If, a, if, a, if a, someone has parents that worked all the time, right, if you lived in a rural area and your parents worked all the time and you're alone at home on your own, it can cause rise to this type of aspect in the personality, this part of the personality, compared to if, uh, say, mum and dad came and, you know, after school they, they really said to you things like, you know, do you let's, let's go and try the art class? Let's see if you might really like art and take take long to art. And then, you know, you didn't like that much, but you know, next weekend they're taking to swim. What happens is in that kind of parenting, the child ends up with belief systems that says, "Well, you know, I'm, I'm important enough to be supported. I, I must be important because look at the support I'm getting." Yeah. Right. Right. And so then the child grows up with a sense of, well, I'm important, I'm, I'm valuable, because that's their experience that they've been handed down from the way their parents treated them. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you can have parents that don't do that, uh, who love you and because of life circumstances aren't able to do that, and they do think you're special um, and they do love you, but... All children, right, this is a great, <laughs> children always personify. So a child could have, you know, two junky parents, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> that are just incapacitated because they're on heroin all the time, but the child that doesn't sit there thinking, oh, my parents are, uh, you know, they're drug addicts, they can't give me what I need. The child thinks <laughs> always like, oh, there's something wrong with me, that's why my parents don't give me the attention I need, Right. Right. 
Yeah. So this is sort of set up in your psyche. I don't know what the, the foundation aspects of it are from you, from your childhood, but this has set up this sense of not valued, aloneness, almost not even knowing how to support yourself because that's the other thing I wanted to say about this. When we say talk about support yourself, as I said, if the child grew up with all that kind of support from the parents, they've sort of learned what we might call yang masculine supportive processes, which are, come on, let's get out there. Let's go do this. Let's go, let's get, let's get out there and take action. Make sense? Yeah. Right? Yeah, great. I think you, I don't need to go into this too deeply on the show, but am I helping you here? You oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right on target. Yeah, yeah. So, so good. Like maybe at some point we'll do some work off outside of the show where I can go a bit deeper with this kind of thing and help you on another level with it. But Okay, so that gets set up and that causes uh, uh, a lot of these issues and challenges because it comes back to love and you'll see why soon. Okay. Right. Now we're going to go back to this mission and the why and you not being sure of where, where your place is in the world. And, of course, you're not sure of where your place is in the world and the universe because of this a part that we're just talking about. It never knew its place in the universe. It, it, it never knew what special was special about it. It never knew what was um, what was what was liked by other people about self. Mm-hmm. What its contributions were. Okay, it's all out of this childhood. Okay, you get that? Yeah. On this part. Yep. Yep. It, yeah. It, 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 yeah. It, it's whacking you. Okay. Um. Let's come back to, and, and I'll say this, by the way, and you can't, <laughs> the, the, there's, there's two couple of challenges here. The first one is when you're looking for meaning, l- looking for meaning at this stage is more important for you than making money. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And that is a problem and, and a challenge because even though they go hand in hand, like as an example, I work in my purpose, I know that, I know I'm in my mission, meaning what I do is very meaningful to me. Doing this kind of work with clients is very meaningful to me and that helps me as a business person, it helps me in money-making. Um Oftentimes when they're tied together like that, uh, it undermines you because if you could be concentrating on making money and concentrating on uh, finding meaning uh, separately from each other, you would have a better outcome. That's a fact, right? But at this point you can't do that because of what's happening in your psychology, but does that make sense to you? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, great. Now, just quickly, that uh, that child self that we're talking about has to be reprogrammed. That's the first thing, okay? okay? Because this part, and this is really important to understand, that these parts that we have have these belief systems. So we've already sort of established the belief systems of this part of you. Uh, belief systems always believe they're right, so the parts always believe that they're right and that their impression of who you are based on past knowledge will continue. So that's just what they'll keep doing because it keeps impressing. So if this part of you can be reprogrammed and in the reprogramming process starts to feel 
like it deserves, like it's worthy, like it can contribute, like it does have a place in the universe, in, in, in life itself, that it already is a meaningful contributor, what would happen is just automatically you would go back into having far more drive for making money. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. Yeah, because this part always pulls you out of this and makes you isolated. So it just happened naturally. Okay. Yeah. Yep. We, we're going to come back to the meaning thing, and I want to go somewhere with that. I want you to think about the last client that you had that just really loved what you, you, you gave them. Okay. Yeah, can you, you, you're thinking about that person? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did they love and appreciate about you? Uh, they, they said things like uh, they could tell that I really cared. I wasn't just doing the quick fix. I, I did stuff that I thought they needed and thought would make their business run better. Great. I appreciated that. Yeah. Now, when you, so when you got that feedback, what difference did it make to your sense of self? Well, it inflated. I mean, it, it felt good and I felt, uh, I felt like I was making a difference, at least for, for them at that time. Right. This is where we're going. Good. And observe that when that happened, the absence of that child part that we were talking about before, that in feeling good, it may have lasted two days, three days, who knows how long, but you would have felt the absence of the feeling of the child part. Yeah, true. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want you to see what we might call a swing pattern here. But the child part always comes back, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then you might, might get some fine feedback. The child part will disappear again. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Swing pattern, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's come back to what they said about you at this point. Now, this is going to sound a bit weird, but you'll get it. Can you see at that point you had an authority figure an authority figure as a, as a client, you may have had greater authority then, but you know what I mean by that, an authority figure giving you validation. Right, yeah. Right, just see that. That's what you didn't get so much as a child. So in that, that impacts several parts of you, including the child part. Look, I am meaningful. I'm doing a good job. I'm being really appreciated. And for a moment, whether that's two days, three days, I don't know how long, all of a sudden you feel meaningful and good about who you are and you can sense that you have contributed, right? Get that? Yeah, definitely true. Right. So let's just stay with contribution because the problem for looking for lots of meaning is you miss what you already are. Now, the child self will always devaluate or devalue who you are because that's its belief structures, which is why I said we want to work at reprogramming that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yep. You get, that, you get the feedback, and for a while you do have that sense of 
I am meaningful based on who you are right now. We're going to get into that. Child self won't honour this, which is why we need to do, do the reprogramming, but this part itself, it does impact you. We're going to go into it right now. So when you get that positive feedback from the client, how would you describe your feelings? Uh, well, kind of secure, uh, peaceful, uh, a little more focused, a little less tension and worry. Great, great. And in that, can you see what you did for the other? To, to the uh, warrior side? No, just to the client. We'll come back to the warrior oh. side, just for the client. Can you see what you did for the client? Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the key. This is the key. This is the key. So they said that you cared. What else? Let's just go and just say three things that would be constant feedback about you. Um, that I, I brought them value, you know, monetary value to their business by making things run better. Okay. Uh, Great. Now we're getting somewhere now, seeing some things that I can really work with. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're now we're going a bit more into the heart of you. Yeah. When you've helped them, why does that bring you, and, and, and when you have helped them, they acknowledge that, why does that bring you a sense of joy? And I'm not looking for, for it from your perspective. We know that it relieves some of the belief systems from the child self and you can feel valuable. But what is it about what you give the other person that makes you feel satisfied? Uh, hard to say, but I, I, I guess I like to know that I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing something good that benefits other people. This is where I want to get. So uh, you can see, it's hard to say, but I want you to say, you see, this is where I want a real clear ownership before we leave today. This is okay. really important. You'll see it. So how do you want to help? How are you helping the other person? Let's use some words to describe it. What, what, what are you relieving for them? I am helping them free up some of their time so they don't have to be as involved. I am uh, sometimes impacting their bottom lines. So they make greater profits. I'm giving them better confidence in their systems so that they know they can rely on them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep working. Can you feel that you're, you don't want to fully own something here? Yeah, I get that sense, but I can't put my finger on it. No, 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 that's great. Good, good man. That's, I'm just saying, yeah, that's correct. You've got the sense of it, but you can't put your finger on it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, again, and this is just important things to, for me to share with you, the child self that we talked about, doesn't want you it just can't see it it can't own the value that you give people right now exactly as you are right okay yeah okay just stay with that you, yeah well we we, we we just keep working but you i think you're hearing me you start i want to help you see it right right because i've i've seen something that i really need to bring to your attention about who you are okay 
Because it's almost like you're waiting for this big mission or to find your big place in life. But as I said, the child self can't based on its belief system. So you're waiting when already you are enough. Already you provide and can provide great heartfelt assistance to people just as you are right now, okay? Now, there's a couple of loaded statements in there. <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. I'm... I'm I've worked with thousands of people, so sometimes when I communicate, I am communicating to depths of you with with what I just said. Okay. Okay. So you did more than what you've just said for the business owner. Now, I'm a business owner, obviously. And when you come to support me, Donald, you help make my stress way less, way, way less. Do you think you've done that for clients, made their stress way, way less? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess I have. And because they've got less stress, what else might that mean for them? Well, that could help them get in their flow state, in their zone better, uh, free them up to do what they excel at. Correct. How important do you think that is to, to, to serve someone in that way? Well, it's hard to put a value on, but um, definitely. I mean, I think everyone wants that. Well, I, I want you to watch your words. It's hard to put a value on. So I'm going to share something here, Donald. There will be heaps of people watching and listening to this who understand the value in that. But as I said, you won't own it fully. Okay. All right, stay with it. Can you, you, you can, you can, could you see even then, it's hard if you put a value on that. You said they would. Yeah, yeah. I kind of caught myself saying it. Well, of course. Oh, that's a core problem I have. Like, I don't, I know I don't charge enough, um, at least compared to my peers. And correct. Be something keeping me from doing that. And correct. So think about that. We talked about that, the low self-worth part before, the child part. Mm-hmm. And you bring significant meaning to people, but you won't fully own it. So, yeah. of course, you keep coming back to devaluing, right? Like, as an example, I'll just, I'm going to be the devil's advocate here and just bring this back to me. I know that I've just made a massive difference to uh, people's lives, like massive difference, massive. I, I've worked with business owners for years, but they'll all come back and they tell me about their how it's helped them with their relationships as well, what, what we teach and what we do, because you can't develop self-mastery over self in business without that having a knock-on impact on how you are with your children and your family, okay? So you can even see if you hear me speaking, I'm speaking emotionally at the moment about this. Okay. I'm speaking with passion in, in, in my voice about what I'm able to contribute with, with my gifts. Now, that because of the way I'm communicating, I'm accessing emotion, which is motivating me. It's putting me back into my warrior. I want to go out and give more people that, okay? Yeah. Now, when I'm communicating with you, I observe that when I ask you that question about owning the value you've given past clients, your body shuts down, especially around your heart area, and you go into your head. You try and answer from your head. 
Okay, that's because your body mind complex is going. Uh, I, I, I don't want to hear, I don't want to know that I provide real value because that pushes against all my belief systems about who I am. So I just don't want to own that. Okay, it's a defense mechanism. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Right, it's a defense. But if you can't own that, if you can't see that, of course your worry is going to go and you're going to come back and feel, well, I, don't, I can't give anyone anything. And then, of course, you're going to get up in the morning and it's going to be hard to be motivated to get back into the warrior killer, yang, whatever you want to call it. You know, if you understand TCM, traditional Chinese medicine, or the Taoist traditions, it's, it's you'll go into the yin, right? Yin and yang, yang's masculine out there. Yin will be retreating, okay, mm -hmm. moving into comfort zones, okay? Right. Yeah. So just I'm just going to keep coming back to this because you'll see. So I'll ask you again. When you, so in what you do, do you help decrease a client's stress? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what knock-on impact does that have? Well, <laughs> I'm trying not to get in my head here. Uh, it, it, could be, uh, it could be a very large impact. It's hard to even quantify. Yeah, 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 I know it's hard, and you're doing really well. I can feel you trying to keep out of your head. Stay here. You're actually on the. You you were right then on the the verge of answering. So just just see if you can do it. Well, I mean, really, the, giving someone the gift of relieving stress, that value could be immeasurable if they do something positive with that. Oh yeah, good. And I felt you then, right? And I'm going to show you. So we're talking about marketing, right? We're, we're, we're working. Can you imagine if your marketing was centered around helping people not experience stress, why they're stressed in their business? Right. Right? Just stay with this. Oh, I actually want to extend a little bit further because you'll see, see. So you went there. Many business owners have families, Donald. Yeah. Okay. How many business owners' family lives are affected by their stress? One hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. It's everyone deals with that for sure. Okay, I can feel your heart right now. So, when you go and help a business owner decrease their stress, what have you? What are you doing for husbands and wives and children? Giving them a better quality of life. Thank you. In some way, would you like clients that you work for to be able to give their children the gift that you may have got when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, that would be very meaningful. Thank you, my friend. I think you know where I'm going, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah, that's that. You, you, you need to be able to fully see that and own that because it's actually what you do. And if you could really see that, feel that, and own that, that would be expressed through your marketing. You would hide less in your marketing, by the way. Mm -hmm. Meaning that's what you're here to do, right? That's what you do. Right. And there's a whole bunch of other things, right? Uh, how many business owners have heart attacks because of stress or, or health issues because of stress? Yeah, it's pretty common. Right. 
being a business person, when it's done badly, is one of the most stressful things in, in life. <laughs> business done well is the opposite, but business done badly, it's one of the most stressful things, right? Yeah, yeah, for okay, sure. Yeah, that has a knock-on impact to their immune system. Um, so a, person, a business owner in stress has, can have health issues, they wake up, they're not sleeping well, gut problems, digestion problems, it's far easier for them to mistreat their staff because they snapped because you've got too much stress, uh, too much overwhelm. The, the ego lowers its defense mechanisms and the shadow elements come out, the, the frustrations, the anger, and they snap at people. Uh, more likely to mistreat their partner at home, not give their kids the love and attention that they deserve. Uh, There's just endless... <laughs> right, you yeah, get me? Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, can, I, I like that you're smiling, but that's that's what you do and who you are. Now, just to show you this, because this needs to come out in your marketing. This is why I say if you can connect with this, you you won't be hiding. At the moment, you're hiding too much in your marketing because let's look at this. You've got expert perfectionist who that will go to the nth degree to get automation happening and good effective automation happening in another person's business, right? Is that correct? Right. You've got an expert and a perfectionist. Yeah. You can own that, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. And through what you do, you help business owners just have way better lives with their families, with their staff, with their team. You help improve their health, their mental well-being. That's what you do, right? <laughs> yeah, right? I guess I yeah. do, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Again, can you see you're owning that now? I can feel you owning it, but can you see that child part we talked about before? doesn't normally allow you to own these things. Yeah, I could see that. Right. Now, I'll just show you something. I think this will really work for you. (laughs) If that's true, if that's your superpower and you can relieve stress for business owners, it will have a knock-on impact in the team culture, the staff culture, their family and with their children. If you're able to do that for them and you don't, does that make you good or evil? (laughs) <laughs> well, a little bit evil, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, but you get <laughs> you can probably get what I'm doing because yeah, see that? See, it's yeah. not evil. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing that for good reason. No, I understand what you're getting at, though. Yeah, just just see that, right? Because that's your act of love, and the reason that I, I use that because you're not so concerned about money. Um, you do, you want to charge more and you, you do want money, but you're not, it's more important for you that your business is mission and value driven, right? So <laughs> do, you, do you understand that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and what we're tapping into is actually who you are and what you give clients and it makes your heart really happy. So can you see that when you own that, it makes your heart really happy? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Now, it, it, when it makes your heart happy, what we're doing is it means that your, intrin- your intrinsic values, right, they're different to other. To <laughs> Donald Trump, right, as an example. He, he, <laughs> that, yeah, just like a perfect example for this. Like you are not a person who could just do something to make money, okay, unless it has... Uh, what you would consider very beneficial, heartfelt outcomes. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely true. Right. You see, that's why I'm working with you in the way that I am today. 
say, a, a Trump or someone like that, they can play all sorts of games just for status, to get ahead, to, to get an outcome. But it, 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 it doesn't have to be so connected to heartfelt um, outcomes, okay? Yeah, yeah, yep, I yep, so, agree. Yep, so I'm working with you. I'm not working with him. It's like that's what, mm-hmm. that's what you are required to do. Now, if you can fully own that and start living in that and understand that's your mission and that's your gift, you, you're actually here to support business owners in having way less stress and all the knock-on impacts. I mean, that's a noble thing to be doing, absolutely noble, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's noble. It's not you, 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 your, your expertise and skills um, are in service of helping people live a far better life. You can forget the skills, if that makes sense. Like you're really good at what you do, but that's just what you use to help business owners have less stress. And I wasn't joking when I said it was no. Well, like, there'll be people listening to this and they'll really get me. There'll be heaps of people going, well, yeah. When I get really good help, I've got people that work for me. I've got this lady that works for me. Um, oh, geez, I'm not so, I've got quite a few of them that are just, what are they to me? They're all skilled. And they've all got different skills in different areas, but what they are to me is their support to me. Their support means everything to me, Donald. Everything is their support because their support means that I have an easier life. I don't have to hold so much. As a business owner, I hold enough, but they, they, they reduce what I have to hold, honestly. So I'm trying to express this from maybe your end user's perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, and do you want to know how much I value them? Like one of them I'm thinking about right now has been with me 15 years, I think now, 12, 13, 15 years. Hmm. Just value them. Right. Yeah. Value them so much because of you. You uh, Paula was working with yesterday or last night. She valued another one. Value her, right, just for what they reduce in stress for me. Okay? Right, yeah. Right, and then that allows me to get on doing what I'm here to do. And, and and if we start to look at it as an ecology, then I'm like, well, I want to do really well for my staff as well because of that they've just been so supportive of me. True. Yeah. Yeah, I hope you're you're really with me because this is this ties into what you really need to be understanding about yourself. That's who you are. That's who you are. So two things. In closing, you've got to really work on owning what you actually really give the client and it's not the tangible thing you give them. It's it's the intangible that comes out of what you do for them and the knock-on effect that has on their staff relationships, their own sense of health, their own relationships with self, their own relationships with their family and their ability to navigate life with with less way less hassle and stress, right? That's the value right. you're bringing. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got to work on owning that and then work on reprogramming the, that child that won't and can't see how you're valuable because it's just programmed not to see your sense of value and contribution, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that was fairly full on. We worked with some fairly deep topics. How did you find that? 
Uh, super, super helpful. Um, yeah, it's like you peeked inside me. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's just important for listeners too. Like as I said earlier, Donald, it's like, you know, like no one talks about this stuff. Everyone's talking about marketing all the time. Everyone's talking about the sexy elements of doing business, but uh, we've got to work on our patterns. Our, our, our patterns are, are what will support or undermine us as, as entrepreneurs, and I just believe we need way more of this kind of conversation. And, and I really want to thank you for today. Well, I, I'm grateful for you. Thank yeah, you very well, much. No problem. I just love that you, you come on, you can be so real and authentic and talk about subjects that lots of people don't want to address. Well done. Absolutely. I hope you all got a lot from today's show. And Donald was incredible. He's what we call a surrogate, meaning he's willing to talk about things that others aren't. And as a result of that, a lot of you listening or watching this will be having aha moments yourself. That's why we call him a surrogate. When he speaks up like that and he's willing to own those things, those that aren't and are watching this are going, ah, yeah, I know a bit like that. I know I have a bit of this pattern. And that's why this work is really important. If you want to go further with this work, there's a couple of good places that I'd suggest you start. And of course, you'll see the links below this video. Um, and if you're listening to this, just head to our website. You'll see the links there to the various things I'm going to talk about now. But the first one is it's really worthy to do our Whole Brain Wealth course, which helps you identify all the patterns of belief and behavior that are limiting or undermining your ability to go to the highest levels as an entrepreneur or as an investor. Now, we specialize on in, in working with people, helping them get to the point where they can exit their businesses and their businesses can run without them. So that they've got the freedom to do what they love when they want. And if they want to work in their business, they can, but they don't have to. And of course, that takes a fair bit of strategic know-how, but there's, there's no point in just working with strategy unless you clean up your patterns and that's why we urge all our clients to start with that whole brain wealth course you'll learn so much about yourself you'll start to reprogram yourself uh, and that's a brilliant thing about that course the whole brain wealth course it not only helps you see all the patterns that undermine you as an entrepreneur or as an investor but the course itself starts to work to reprogram you in the way that you think and act. We've had people do that course, and it can be confronting, I'm not gonna to lie to you, it can be a bit confronting, because whenever you are doing change work, there's some confronting things happen. The first one is you've gotta identify patterns that you might want to identify, or belief systems that you might wanna own, and the course itself will bring those up. So everything that's stopping you as a business owner in life going to the next level will be brought up in the course, so that's confronting. And when you go to reprogram, in the, in the same way as you could see today with Donald, like these belief systems of, of, of Donald, especially from that child part of him, are so strong, they sort of rule his consciousness. They want to hold on for dear life. If, you, if, you, if, you've, <laughs> if you've been brought up to, to believe something, your consciousness wants to hold on to that as a truth. So 
it can also be confronting because in the rewiring and the reprogramming processes, and we've got some powerful reprogramming processes in that course, you know, there's a bit of a fight going on as you uh, sow in the new belief systems, the unconscious, your old belief systems can react and sort of go to war. So it can be a bit confronting. Um, but so many people have gone through that course and are just like, wow, it's just made a huge difference to us. The other thing, if you haven't already done it, go and do our entrepreneurial personality indicator. So what are your strengths and weaknesses as a business owner, entrepreneur or investor? And simply, again, you'll see a link below or just go to my website, perrymarlon.com, and you'll get access to that. Assessment takes about five minutes to do and it spits out your strengths, gifts and weaknesses. It's very insightful and some other things there. Anyway, that should do and I look forward to seeing you all at the next show. Thanks.